listening to Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast, the show where we discuss a multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, brain-scrambling sciences, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell and you'd like to be a part of the conversation, send your thoughts to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to episode number 46 of Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. Today's topic is space storms. What are they and where do they come from? On this episode, we'll give you the lowdown on the recent discovery and how it could affect you. And as usual, Lisa's with us again today. Hi. You know, over the past few episodes, we've been talking a lot about space and ghosts. It's where we want to go. You want to go to space? I thought you didn't want to go to Mars, though. I mean, I don't want to go live there, but I want to go. You just want to go visit vacation yeah, check spot. it out, see what's going on, see the happenings, you know. Check out what the Earth looks like from... But for how long? A month. I could do a month. Um, a month? It takes seven months to get to Mars right now. Right now it does. But so you're going to wait till it's like like how we fly to Miami, a two-hour yeah. two flight. Yep. And, and look, then... Elon Musk will find a way and I will be chilling on Mars. So we can go faster than light so we can get there as quickly as possible. Yeah, imagine the the space station. It's going to look like a... Yeah, we'll see by 20... It's probably going to look like like Star Trek. Probably like the pods and stuff. Ooh, what if they have a holodeck and everything on there? Well, we already have something similar to that. It doesn't The glasses. Mm, it's not the What same. do they call those things again? The virtual reality. Yeah, the virtual reality glasses. Yeah, no, I want You want to the be... real life deal? Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be fun. But what we should do, since we're talking about space yeah. and ghost, we should do an episode on space ghost when we do cartoons or superheroes <laughs> again. <laughs> I do remember space ghost. That was cute. I know. I like it was. I, I just saw that the other day. So when I was looking at some stuff, I go, oh, space ghost. I haven't seen him in a minute. Is that the one that also had the dog that made the that did his shoulders? No, which one? Was no, that no. One? Sp- that was, I remember Space Ghost, but didn't he have like a partner or something with he, the? He did, but there was. You're talking about the was, comedy thing. What was the? Um, his sidekick. He had I a sidekick. I can't remember. We'll talk about it later because okay. I can't remember that stuff. It was so long ago since I've watched any episode or anything about Space Ghost. Ah, uh, okay. So on with our topic with space and storms. You're the one who found this story that we're going to talk about today. It's not really a story, but it's a finding. It was breaking news. And I'm surprised that they have not seen this earlier than they did or detected these earlier than they did. Tell the people what you're talking about. Uh, Well, just, I mean, it's 2021. Recently in 2021, they reported a space storm in the upper atmosphere of Earth. That's kind of cool. But you know when it was? When? It was 2014 when the storm was. (laughs) So they reported on a storm in 2021 that happened in 2014. Kind of late? Better late than never. That's true. That's absolutely true. 
They said it looked like a hurricane down here on Earth. Right. And it happens more often than we think that it does. It probably does. If we couldn't detect it, it could have been like 10 or 20 others. They're going to wait till another, you know, eight, 10 years to say, oh, we saw one back in 2021. Yeah. You know, we saw this storm. We saw five storms back then. But it is kind of late. I mean, a lot of things that we are doing in space right now, they should be able to detect these things a little sooner than, you know, they report them. I think it goes back to on a need to know basis. Need to know by who? Do we need to know? That's how they feel. They're not going to be transparent. Do we need to know? Should we divulge this information? What does it do to the greater good? You know what I mean? Yeah, but the United States weren't even the ones who discovered it. No, but they didn't release it anywhere else either. No, well, because they just recently found it. This story is only a couple of months old, F that. Greater good. The space hurricane was discovered by scientists in the University of Changdong in China. So those scientists were the ones who found it. And you know how they found it? How? They were doing retroactive analysis of satellites that are in space. And during the analysis, they saw a storm. And the date was 2014. So those satellites have been out in space for that long and no one looks at them? I thought they had a guy or some people sitting there looking. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. That they have like a group of people that, you know, routinely monitors these satellites, but they they don't. I'm pretty sure they do now. For sure. Could you imagine? I can't even think of a a story right now to say that this, because this 2014, 2021, that's a huge gap in time. Oh, yeah. To report something. Do you think that they gave them a directive? Only look for this when you're looking at the satellites. We only want to know this particular. No, I think it sounds like as reading some of the stories that they don't monitor the satellites. I think that periodically somebody looks at the data of the satellites. And this is why it took so long to find. To they find. spot checked. Yeah, kind of a spot, a spot check. Oh, we're going to do an inspection of it. You know, here we go. Here's the information that we found. It's like, oh, shit. You know, there was like a million spacecrafts like flying over the past 20 years. Right. <laughs> and we just we missed tell you it. Now, yeah. It's insane. Now, the hurricane was above the North Pole. And that bad boy was 600 miles wide. That Could you imagine that here? No. 600 miles? That's from here all the way to South Carolina. We're in Northern Virginia. Sorry. We're in the D.C. metro area. So it would cover from here all the way down to South Carolina, 600 miles wide. But it didn't rain water. It rained electrons. Kind of cool. It's something that you see. No, what I'm saying is, is that it'd be cool. kind of cool to look at live. I don't know if you would see anything, though. You would have to have seen something. Those particles are very small, so they're not visible by the naked eye. So I, I saw don't a think picture. Picture? That could be like under a microscope? Yeah. To enlarge it? Yeah, probably, yeah. Possibility? Yeah. If you see waves of, like gravity, you can't see gravity, can you? No, but you know how like when you're out in the summer and you see that, that wave from... Yes, the distortion. Yeah. It, you might be able to see something like that. It might distort some things, but I'm not... I'm 
not 100% sure. But we're kind of lucky that it only lasted eight hours, though. <laughs> only eight hours. Only, because if it lasted longer and it got, you know how hurricanes just kind of spin around and they move up and down? Because if it went longer, it could have spiraled down into the lower atmosphere of Earth. Right. And then we would have been in trouble. You can't even think or imagine. Just think of what the storms do here. I know, the damage. They put in work. Yeah, and, like and said, that's just wind and rain. 600. 600 miles wide. Yeah, we'd been done, son. Yeah, I know. There's there's no hiding from that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> as we're... As we're doing this episode, we're looking over at the Google Home, and guess what the picture is? It's of space. And I have a backdrop of space behind me as well. What's that of? I'm trying to remember. We see this often. I don't know. know it might be the Milky Way galaxy. Maybe, yeah. That's what it probably is. two stars. Interesting. If we, interesting. if we get a chance to take a picture, we will. Space hurricanes. I'll tell you what these guys are all about. I'll read a little snippet for you. Science tells us that space hurricanes are created by unusual, large, and rapid transfer of solar wind and charged particles in the Earth's upper atmosphere. I can't really explain it, so that's why I read it, (laughs) because we're not scientists. And if you're a scientist out there, you know, contact us. Give us a little bit more information so we all can learn about this. And you mentioned this before, that when you were looking at some of the informations that they had on Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, these are similar storms of what they have. And you mentioned earlier about they're more common. They are. Science also says that they're more common than what we think. It's just we're not really looking for them. But even with the sun, the sun has storms also, but the solar storms of the sun, they mimic or look like tornadoes, not hurricanes, like This storm that we've seen over top of our planet. Thing about that is the solar storms, they're not good. You think they may be cool to watch, but the havoc it would wreak on our planet is not like storms here on Earth. It will tear up stuff, things that we can build, you know, like houses and cars and tear down trees and stuff like that. But solar storms will fry our power grid. It will fry our satellites so we have no more electricity because everything's pretty much ran on computers and electricity now. So if it burns our power grid, everything will go down. So here's the thing. How are we supposed to live there? Live where? And out of space. How are we supposed to set up shop? You mean after possibility of these storms? Yes. I was going to get there with that. The science also says... I'll fast forward in my notes a little bit. There is actually an agency that they have to predict these storms. The agency is called Space Weather Prediction Center. I think after the findings, they may be more diligent about finding these things because they can predict, say, for instance, a storm is coming maybe tomorrow. They can actually power down the grids so they won't be fried. Sort of like a surge protector. Right. So they can power down the grids, and then that way we can keep our workings of this planet to continue. Because it's not only the United States, it'll be all across the world that it will happen. It depends on how big these storms are. Now, with 
the um, sun, the sun will release what they call coronal mass ejection. So CMEs is what science calls them. If that hits us also, that would burn our grids too. So Perfect. We, we have these space storms, which are space hurricanes, and we also have these CMEs or coronal mass injections. Now, the thing about the coronal mass injections, they're a little bit different. They discharge plasma and electromagnetic radiation. And with the, the space hurricanes that we got recently, it rained electrons. So that's the differences between the two. But back in 2012, we did have a near miss of one of these CMEs. So we lucked out because this is in our modern day. So it would have definitely wreak havoc on all our electronics at that time. We're not set up for that. No. And we, it's going to happen. Well, I wonder how long it took them to figure it out, that it was a near miss. Because with this, they found the information via satellite years later. I wonder if this was 2012, if like 2006 or 2000 that they saw this and like, oh shit, this almost hit us. But another story, we weren't so lucky in 1859. What happened then? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> it's like story time. What happened then? In 1859, <laughs> back when there was no cars and no roads. No, <laughs> anyway. But in 1859, we actually had a coronal mass injection that penetrated our like atmosphere. I don't Or should I just say CME? Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. So in 1859, the CME actually did hit the earth. And it's lucky for us that we didn't have the electronics at that point oh, like it, we do now. It would have been a wrap. It would have been a, yeah, it would have definitely fried it. The bad thing is it fried our telegraph system. Why is that bad? That was the source of communication then. I, so well, it's no different. It was unfortunate. Yeah, mm. it's no different if they if we fried our satellites and our cell phones go down or fried our, the cell phone towers and sure. the cell phones go down. It's the same thing the communication would go down. So it actually burned the wires. Could you imagine that if you go out and see like our electric wires, I don't know if you guys out there have your wires under the ground, like a lot of places in the world, but in Northern Virginia, our power lines are above. So could you imagine going outside your door and seeing the power lines on fire for no reason? The All of the power lines on fire. No. It would hurt my feelings. Well, could you imagine how they felt back there, in 1859? How are we going to communicate? Horse and buggy only? I know. We, they had to go back to that. <laughs> Were they yeah. um, the Pony Express? Yeah. That's it, what they had would, to go back to. It would set us back. Well, it probably did set them back. We're still not prepared for it if it were to happen now. We are to a certain degree because the only thing that it's would... It's going to do damage. It would do a little damage because actually they can power down the satellites as well. If something hits them that are it's hot, it may damage the satellite. But if it's just electrons or just plasma, nothing like physically hitting it with heat, they'll continue to work. So it won't get in and fry the electronics if, if they just have the electrons going through it. It was mentioned on some of the research that I did. You know what I was just thinking? What's that? What if they had, you know how they have storm chasers? 
<laughs> space chasers. <Yeah. laughs> space storm chasers. Yeah. I know that was random, but I'm it's no, it's true. It's a thing and people storm chasers here have died from it. They get a kick. I like we used to watch the show, or I used to watch the show, I think. Yeah, you used to watch the show, that show, but there's somebody that we know that's on the radio that was huge into that. And he also took a ride with them. The Storm Chasers. I feel Chasers. like I remember that. Is it a DC radio? DC radio. Very popular person in Washington, DC. Oh, wow. Okay. So to those who are out in the DC metro area, Lurch from the Sports Junkies was a huge Storm That's Chaser right. band. That's right. And he actually went out and got into one of those vehicles and Storm Chase with those guys from that TV show. That's kind of cool. I know. I wouldn't have done it. I would not have done it. I can watch it on TV. Yeah. You know, on the news. And and my adrenaline is just the same. I mean, I know that ultimately I'm going to be okay, but. You remember back um, when we lived in Centerville, when we had that one that touched down? Yes. That it tore people's all these. Backyards, the yeah. whole half of the people's houses. I mean, we. We know that there's others out there that have just decimated. Been, yeah, been much worse and, than what we got. Yeah. But it was strange. Well, we, that, we're not used to that here. So. No. And Virginia, hurricanes, or I don't know if it was a hurricane or a tornado, whichever one it is. It touched I down think, so quickly. I think hurricanes are tropical storms. So it would be a tornado for us. Something. I don't know. I believe. We've had hurricanes. We've had hell storms. And we've had an earthquake here in Northern Virginia. We did have the earthquake and people laughed at us. They I laughed we, at us. But do you remember? Because we didn't because, know how to handle it. Well, not only that, but it was small in comparison. We just had a little shaking and then it cracked a couple of buildings. Whereas most people that have, that are used to hurricane or pardon me, earthquakes, they have significant damage. While we had the. That was here in our area. But a hundred, I think, two miles out, I think it was 112 miles in Mineral, Virginia. That was the epicenter of it. They got it much worse than we did. And it was pretty high. It was like a 6.5. Are you sure? Yeah, it was pretty high. It was 6.5 because it tore down a lot of um, buildings and it also caused a sinkhole in the road. That's what people have said that ours was small in comparison. They go, oh, it's nothing. I, I, I continue my day. You should have seen they were eating us up on Facebook. These are people that probably lived in the epicenter of their earthquake. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they, they got us. us. We're not used to that. Us here, because we were so far away, it was significant damage as far away as the epicenter was in Mineral, Virginia. But Mineral, Virginia... It's If they had a six, say, for instance, in California, 6.5, it's a pretty high number of for an earthquake. If we were there, it would be much different. And whoever those people are saying on social media, if they were at the epicenter of the earthquake, they would, go, they would probably go, damn, this is a pretty big earthquake. Here, we weren't used to it. So that's why, no, I, I mean, we no made a big deal. I going on. I, oh, it I was, was in the garage. The whole garage would have collapsed on me. I thought it was a truck. It was so this weird. A, this is weird. How did the truck get in here doing all this, shaking the garage like this? I know. That was weird. Was but Minding my business, eating my lunch. I know. But we're talking about space storms. 
I get it. You always divert, but I'm trying to tell you it's okay to have a couple stories. I know that was definitely a weird experience. Definitely, definitely a weird experience. And what's so strange about that experience? I have a cousin that lives in California that flies back and forth to DC in California. That week that we had the earthquake, he was here the week prior to that. So he just missed the earthquake. Back when they had the last big earthquake in California, that week he was here in D.C. Hey, the universe is looking out for him. So he, I mean, he <laughs> is he bringing it with us? Oh, maybe. With him? He's leaving it. Maybe he's like, um, you didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. God. You didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., did you? Oh, very few episodes. Well, they have tremors. Guys out there, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they have one of the superheroes. Her name is Tremors, and she can cause these earthquake-like things. But anyway, on to space storms. They occur a lot more than we think they do based on modern science. So I think they should be more diligent about detecting these things before something really happens. There are going to be more private companies doing that detective work and paying attention to what's going on, because ultimately that's going to be a huge investment for them. Just like the space race. The only reason why we're getting as far as we are is because it is due of, to private companies. Exactly. Thank you, Elon. Yes, other ones exactly. as well, but mostly him. We're going to get there before all the other companies. Yeah. So yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's working pretty hard at it. We're going to have space cars because of him. We're going to have Teslas in space. We already have one in space. No. Where I can He drive. launched a Tesla into space and it's still there. I'm talking about to drive around. Oh, okay. Like a regular car yeah. or a regular vehicle. Yeah. You get in your little space suit, have that little glass bubble thing, but you, you know what I mean? And the transparent suit and then you press a button on your helmet and it all goes away or on your chest. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm telling you, I see the vision. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, what do you think? Should it have taken such a long time to uncover something that could be potentially disruptive to our way of life and harmful to our planet? Let us know. What do you think? Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you've made it so far. We appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you. If you do have a story that you'd like to share with us, or if you'd like to add to the conversation, email it to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. Join us on Facebook. Are you going to name all the social media platforms? Or should I just say... You're on all social media We're on platforms. all social media platforms at Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast. Hit us there. Comment. Comment, like, share, subscribe. Boom shakalaka. Until next time, bye. Peace.